Hey, Instagram family. This is Johanna from the Presence Collective. I just wanted to hop on today and just share some things that I've been thinking about and just pondering and reflecting on in this season that we're all in. And first of all, how are you? How are you? How, how is your family? <clears throat> I hope and pray that all is well and that you guys are safe and healthy. Um, hey, Teresa, <laughs> I'm doing an Instagram live. I just finished, well, uh, a little bit ago, I just finished a Facebook live. So I thought, you know what? Might as well just do all the so social media platforms. So anyway, um, so I hope you guys are doing well. And um, T, so good to see you, girl. I know that you and I are in touch, text, email, and um, we're all in lockdown mode. And um, I just feel like this season is, um, is such an incredible season to take advantage of in the sense that we can pull back, we can rest, and take this time to just really um, be intentional about what we do and what, how we um, set our hearts in regards to what we believe, what we feed our minds with. Um, I just feel like this is such an incredible season of purpose and it's pregnant with purpose, pregnant with um, God's intention for our lives and beyond this pandemic like what do we want our lives to look like and so um, saying all of that to say today is Passover at sundowns Passover begins and it goes until the 16th I believe and as I've been studying the book of Exodus and just different um, parallels between Jesus the lamb our lamb who was slain on the cross and in, and in fact the word says he was slain from before the foundation of the world God had set in motion a beautiful panoramic powerful redemption redemption plan right and so um, I've been reading Exodus 12 and um, just wanted to share just a different or I've just been reflecting on the parallels between the lamb in the book of Exodus as well as Yeshua the Lamb of God and so um, before I get started um, I'm just gonna read this comment real quick yes reevaluation of what's really important in life amen and um, Teresa thank you so much for <laughs> yes I'm on a roll girl thanks for joining me T um, but I, I have been just like sitting on this, um, this feast of revelation that the Lord has made available to us through his word and through the power of his voice speaking, as well as resources that we can avail of books, podcasts, um, even Google, as you just Google about the different, um, significance of the Passover and how, um, how it ties in with his grand story is just so powerful and so I was like you know what I can't keep this to myself I have to share it even if it's one person I'm gonna just you know what steward this and share it and so that's why I'm on Instagram today my first time and hey Carthy Carthy is on my folks from Nashville are showing up today come on Nashville I love me some Nashville anyway so 
today I just wanted to share really quick about um, the Passover story. I'm not going to go too much in detail, but I really want to reflect. And so come reflect with me about the parallels between the lamb. Um, and you know what? The, the high priest... In, 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 in the book of Exodus, you will read that the high priest offered a lamb every morning and every evening so that that burnt offering would ascend to the Father and it would be um, a way to protect the people and atone for the sins of the people. So every morning, every evening, a lamb was slaughtered and slain. And to that degree, the people of Israel would honor and steward that sacrifice and that lamb and to that degree they would honor the blood of that lamb and put such a value on the blood of that lamb and God's order really in establishing that order for the people of Israel and so if they were doing that to such a high degree how much more you and I are to honor and steward the blood of Jesus in our lives especially now with everything that is going on in our world oh my goodness what a time to be alive to appropriate and apply the blood of Jesus especially today being you know Passover and so I just wanted to come on and just share what um, some of the notes that I have and so I'm going to touch on Exodus 12 um, and then also John, just a couple different chapters in John. So basically, Exodus 12, 5, it says the Passover lamb had to be perfect. So this is the Old Testament, right? Exodus 12, it says your lamb shall be without blemish. And what do we see in the book of John? Um, let me see here. John 1.29. It says, John the Baptist referred to Jesus as a lamb. He says in John 1.29, The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so in a very direct way, John was comparing Jesus to the Lamb of Passover. And Jesus, our Lamb, is without sin. He is without blemish. He is without any defects or spot. Um, he is perfect. So in the way that the Jewish people had to, you know, um, select a Lamb that was without any blemish, in the same way Jesus, our Lamb, is perfect and, and without any uh, blemish or sin so that is a beautiful parallel right and then I want to read um, in Exodus 12 46 it says you shall not break any of its bones in re reference to the lamb that the people select um, that the people selected and so in the same way in John chapter 19 verses 33 and 36 it says, not one of his bones shall be broken. So do you guys start, can you start to see the beautiful parallel and the beautiful prophetic fulfillment of Jesus um, fulfilling God's order that was set in place in Exodus with these families gathering together and honoring God's order in having this lamb perfect lamb being slain for their sins and also on Passover um, you know in order for the angel of death to pass over their homes 
they were to apply the blood of the lamb over their doorposts and above, right? On the lintel, it's called the, the above portion of the door. They were to apply the blood of the lamb in the same way we are to apply the blood of Jesus in our lives, in our thoughts, in our memories, over our destinies, over our children, over our children's children, over our families, over our communities. We could apply the blood of the lamb and take that position of faith and confidence and authority and say, Jesus, I apply the blood, your precious blood, every drop of his blood was shed so that you and I could live in freedom. In the same way that the Israelites were um, set free from slavery after 400 years of bondage to Pharaoh's systems and that um, cycle of slavery that they were under, they were set free. And in the same way, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, sets us free from sin and shame and condemnation and guilt. Hallelujah to the Lamb! Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus. And also, I want to say one other thing. Um, it says in Exodus 12, 13, we're studying from in Exodus 12 and then also comparing it to different passages in the New Testament. Our new covenant that we have and that we're living in right now. If anyone has um, made Jesus their Lord and Savior, we can um, reap the benefits of the new covenant. So Exodus 12, 13. When I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague will befall you to destroy you, including coronavirus in Jesus name. When I strike the land of Egypt. So uh, I want to read that one more time. Exodus 12, 13. Somebody can type that in the comments. Exodus 12, 13. When I see the blood, this is what the father is saying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague or pestilence will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. And in the same way, the blood of Yeshua, the greater Passover lamb, he spares us from death, from eternal death, right? And it says in Ephesians 1, 7, in him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses. And Colossians 1.14, in Christ, our Lamb, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So it's such a beautiful, powerful picture of the redemption and the healing and the wholeness that we have in Jesus. And that any time that the enemy tries to attempt to come against you and your mind and um, your body, your family, um, Ephesians 1 7 yeah Ephesians 1 7 who wants <laughs> um, Ephesians 1 7 and Colossians 1 14 and I was um, also reading prior to that I was reading Exodus 12 13 where it says when I see the blood I will pass over you so in the same way that the angel of death passed over the people that had the blood of the lamb on their doorposts in the same way the enemy will pass over us he will not come against us he, there's no way he will not even dare to come near us and our homes our possessions our families our children our bodies our minds when we apply the blood of jesus and we remember what jesus did on the cross and we um, appropriate and apply the blood of jesus to our lives 
So that's such a powerful, powerful parallel and such a powerful picture. And I also want to say one other thing. Um, Jesus was crucified on the day that the Jews slaughtered lambs in preparation for Passover. So they they would um, kill those lambs the day before Passover. And in the same time, on the same day, uh, Jesus, our lamb, was crucified outside the city walls of Jerusalem. So here on the one hand, the high priest in Israel was tying the Passover lamb to the altar for sacrifice because the next day was Passover, right? And in the same time frame, on the same hour, in the same hour, at nine o'clock in the morning, Jesus was also crucified. Jesus, our lamb, was crucified. He was nailed to the cross. And so for six hours, both the Passover lamb um, that the high priest had slaughtered, that lamb, as well as Jesus, the lamb of God, awaited death. Isn't that just amazing? I mean, it's just like, wow, in, in so many different ways, God honors the feast that he established in the Old Covenant, and he honors it and fulfills it in the body and life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And so here is Jesus, and at the ninth hour, at three o'clock, the high priest ascended the altar in the temple and sacrificed the Passover lamb. And at that exact moment from the cross, Jesus, our lamb, thunders out over Jerusalem and over all time and over all human, uh, over all mankind. He says, it is finished. Our lamb, Jesus Christ, the perfect, unblemished, spotless lamb of God, the beloved one, he was also um, crucified at that exact hour. And he says, he utters out the word, it is is finished so what is finished every plan and work um, and battle of the enemy that he tries to come and, and um, come against our minds with any depression any mental anguish any thoughts of regret and um, sorrow that would keep us tied to the past keep us tied to negativity and fear that is finished in Jesus' name. Us trying to strive and struggle and try to be this amazing Christian, that struggle is finished in Jesus' name. So whatever you're dealing with, just put that under the cross. Just put it in, in view of the cross today and just declare over that situation, Jesus said it is finished. The perfect lamb said it is finished. And I stand under the finished work of Jesus. And so we can have that confidence, that victory, and that authority over our lives today in, in spite of what we see, in spite of the darkness that we can sense all around us, in spite of all that is happening, God is working out for good. He's working out for His glory and our good, um, something beautiful and redemptive to come out of the situation. Um, he's pulling us into this place of rest into this place of pausing and reflecting and being with our families and just 
taking this time to just sit at his feet and learn from him and really even ask him questions about, Lord, what do you have for me in this season? What do you have for me beyond this pandemic? What do you want to say to me? Who are you um, wanting to be for me in this season? And what do you want to speak over my family, over my children, over my community, over the work of my hands, over the destiny that you have for my life? You know, let's just ask him questions and take out your journal and just sit in that place of silence if you can, that secret place, and just talk to him. And one of the things um, that I wanted to share is, let me just see if I covered all the different things that was on my heart um okay the last thing that i want to say and then i want to pray how do we honor and steward the blood of jesus in our lives today one of the key ways that i felt like the lord was drawing me into is to study about the blood of jesus to study the old testament covenant and the parallels that we see and then also ask holy spirit to enlighten and reveal deeper revelation and insights into the blood of jesus that we see in in ephesians and colossians um, because there's something that's so powerful about us as believers is that we're not just getting life from the death of Jesus, but we're also receiving life from the life of Jesus, which is such a huge difference, right? It's not that Jesus just died and he's still in that tomb. No, he is risen. And in a few short days, you know, we're going to celebrate Easter, right? But for us, it's Easter every day. And so it's not just Jesus died and wow, what a powerful story and it's profound and it's beautiful, but we also receive life from the very life of Jesus and the resurrection power of Jesus that gives us hope. It gives us victory. It gives us, um, you know, it gives us joy. It gives us peace and shalom that goes beyond our understanding. When everything in our lives, um, all the different situations and trials that all of us, you know, kind of face with or, or even in our world that we're faced with currently, when everything sh should say you should be defeated, you should be depressed, you should be, you know, in lack. Um, when everything says one thing, the facts may say one thing, but the truth of God and the word of God supersedes and goes beyond every fact that would say, well, according to statistics, you should be like this. And according to, um, you know, experience, you should respond to life in this way but no we live from a higher reality in jesus name and so knowing that we have this rich inheritance in the blood of jesus in the body of jesus how do we apply that in our everyday life on a wednesday afternoon on a thursday morning on on a friday afternoon like you know how how do we apply the blood of jesus number one I just want to share with you three quick ways. One is to practice his presence and minister to his heart. You know, the word minister, one of the definitions in the Bible is to wait on and attend to him. Um, it's kind of like a waitress or someone coming into your home, for instance, and sitting at your kitchen table. You know, you would immediately 
want to go serve them tea or you know give them a sandwich or something to eat I, at least i know that's what i love to do and i love to receive that in return when i go to somebody's house like when i go to carthy's house i remember when i lived in nashville i would go to carthy's home carthy ah. and i would go to her home and she would always give me some chai oh my goodness she made the best chai ever i really would love to have a cup right now um, with all those Indian spices like cardamom and uh, okay I'm going on a rabbit trail right now I just kind of lost myself in that chai zone but you guys get the point when someone comes to your home you want to be hospitable you want to wait on them right and in the same way our hearts are his temple our bodies are his temple we inhabit he inhabits the praises of his people we host the very life and spirit of God inside our spirits. We carry, we get to carry the presence of Jesus. We get to carry his life and his, um, it, it, the pulsating life of, of divinity lives within us in our spirits. And so when we uh, carry the presence of Jesus, we get to wait on him. We get to attend to him and minister to him throughout the day. I mean, we can set aside a time in the mornings or in the evenings, whatever works for you, and have that set apart quiet time with the Lord. Uh, it doesn't happen for me every day. I try, but um, throughout the day, and it's so powerful and amazing to have that set apart time, right? But also, in addition to that, we can, throughout the day, minister to the Lord and wait on Him, even at, while we're folding laundry, while we're, you know, um, picking up dog poop, like I've been doing recently. Two puppies, y'all. Two. Anyway, I mean, whatever it is, we can wait on the Lord and just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are in me, that you are all around me, that your presence gives me life, that your presence gives me patience to deal with my son, who sometimes, who's, who's adorable. I love him. Oops, sorry guys, text messages. Um, but you know, kids can sometimes get on your nerves and I'm sure I get on his nerve too. So anyway, we have those frustrating moments, right? When we're trying to homeschool the kid and you're like, Wah! and immediately I can quiet my heart and be like, Jesus, <laughs> I want to practice your presence right now. In the very um, thick of life, we get to experience his peace and his humor. Jesus is funny. He shares jokes with me and he laughs with us he cries with us he sits with us in the ruins of our lives like the ashes he sits with us when we're depressed when we're sorrow uh, when when sorrow is weighed on our hearts he sits with us even in the most um, anxious moments of our lives he sits with us and he's with us and that's that's how we get to honor and steward the life of Jesus and the blood of Jesus in our lives by practicing his presence. And secondly, is um, we get to honor and steward the blood of Jesus by offering gratitude to him, by being thankful to him, and just giving him offerings of, of a thankful heart and just being thankful for his blood, thankful for his sacrifice, thankful for um, him stooping down to our level and wrapping himself up you know in the cloak of humanity and 
being um, coming to our level and sitting with us, living life among us. Did you know that in Exodus 12, um, verse 3, it says that the people of Israel are to set up or to select a lamb and then bring it into their basically on the 10th day, they are to have that lamb set apart and they are to keep that lamb among them until the 14th day. So that's four days that that lamb is among that is in that community. I don't know whether it's brought into that family's home because each family is to have a lamb, right? So I would imagine that that lamb might be like right outside their home. The kids probably got attached to it. They nurtured that lamb. They, you know, fed that lamb. And so it became a part of that family's life in those four days. You can read about it in Exodus 12, uh, verse 3. On the 10th of this month, each one are to take a lamb for themselves, right? And then if you go to verse 6, you shall keep it until the 14th day. So, you know, I use my imagination. I'm like, okay, so you, for four days, this lamb is among that family in that household. Each family has a lamb. And in the same way that that lamb was a part of that community and that family's house and their lives for those four days, in the same way Jesus came to live among us, our perfect, beautiful, spotless lamb came to live among us in this earth and he took our place. And so um, we see another beautiful picture of Jesus, the lamb. And so we can offer thanksgiving to him and be and just be so grateful to him for coming to our level and living among us and being touched and affected by our humanity. And that is so powerful to me. It, it, it just moves me to worship Him and moves me to love Him even more and just offer thanksgiving and, and adoration and affection to Him for coming and living among us. He wasn't just, you know, like Bette Midler says, from a distance. She sings the song, right? From a distance. He wasn't just a, a God who looked at us from a distance and said, oh, you know, um, I know that you guys are kind of weak and you're messed up and you know I have a plan for you don't don't worry about it you know we'll we'll make it work we'll make it you know send a couple angels and we'll get it done no he himself came the beloved lamb of god came and lived among us and took on everything that we would face every sin every imaginable pestilence and virus and disease he took upon himself and he took everything upon him and he bore that pain and that infirmity, that sickness, that disease, that brokenness, that mental anguish. Um, he took everything on him and he said, it is finished. He took brokenness on himself so that we could receive wholeness and walk in wholeness, not just in heaven, in the, in the yonder world, you know, in the great by and by, but even today, in March, what is it, April, April 8th, 2020. Today we can walk in wholeness. He took on sickness so that we can receive um, health and divine health and healing from every virus and pestilence and plague that would come against us and our families. 
He took on sin so that we could receive forgiveness. What an amazing, amazing Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your perfect sacrifice. And the third way to honor the blood of Jesus is to depend and appropriate and apply the blood of Jesus over our minds, our hearts, our emotions. Anytime we feel anxiety, anytime we feel we have um, disappointment over a situation where we messed up, um, anytime we have questions that we don't have answers to, I encourage you to just call upon Jesus and apply the blood of Jesus to those areas of your heart. Just say a simple prayer like, Jesus, I, I just apply your perfect sacrifice to this situation that is causing anxiety in my heart. It doesn't even make sense to me, Lord. I don't understand all the ramifications and all the benefits of this, Lord, but I, I just, I'm gonna take this first step in honoring your blood and applying it to this area of my heart that I'm um, struggling to make sense of. Maybe it's dealing with anxiety over loss of income. Um, that many you know are faced with right now with because of the world's economies basically coming to a screeching halt right and so whatever it is we can apply the blood of Jesus and that is a way to honor the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice that he did on the cross and we can apply his blood over our day you know even when we wake up in the morning just say, Lord, I apply your blood over me even as I go out and I come in. You know, we wear the masks and we do all those protective measures that we can in the natural. We, you know, practice social distancing and we're six feet away from people um, outside of our family members. Um, you know, we do all those protective measures and we take, we, we use wisdom, but at the same time, we realize that the blood of Jesus speaks a higher word. It is so much greater and so much more powerful and more of a shield and a stronger shield that the enemy's darts cannot penetrate that shield. And so we apply his blood to our day. And then we apply his blood over our families, over our children, over the generations to come, over our destiny, we can apply His blood. And so those are three ways that just came to my heart today of how we can practically apply the blood of Jesus and honor His blood in our lives. Number one is to practice His presence and think about Him throughout our day and minister to His heart and worship Him, adore Him, right? So practicing His presence. And number two is to offer gratitude to Him for His perfect sacrifice. And number three is to depend on the blood of Jesus for what He has already done on the cross. It's finished. It's a done, done deal. And all we need to do is reap the benefits of that inheritance that He already did. So thank you guys for joining me. Hope this blessed you. Just to... Um, study about all the different um, powerful, beautiful pictures that we see Jesus in the Passover lamb because today is Passover and what a, you know, what a significant time to think about what Jesus did on the cross and commemorate it by taking communion. So communion really is a Passover meal. That's what Jesus did in the Last Supper. He basically was showing us how to have Passover like the you know the Passover meal 
And of course, you know, the Jewish people, they um, do the Seder, S-E-D-E-R, um, which is another topic for another time. But anyway, so that is a powerful thing to do as well, to just, um, you can Google about that and just um, Google Seder guides and it will come up um, all the different ways that you could, you know, honor and celebrate and commemorate the Passover meal with your family. But what we can also do as New Covenant believers is take communion every day um, or once a week or whenever you feel led to do it. Just take that bread that symbolizes the body of Jesus and um, wine or grape juice or sometimes you can even do water and command it to turn into wine. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, so whatever, you know, whatever that you want to drink, um, you know, make, make sure it's, it's safe, right? Um, water or juice or wine and let that be a symbol of the blood of Jesus. And as you take that communion over your heart, over your families, um, just remember what Jesus did for you and for your family, for your children, for the generations to come. And um, I just encourage you to do that, especially today if you can, on this being a holy day, this being Passover day, where the angel of death passed over the homes that had the blood of the lamb um, over their doorposts. So I encourage you to apply the blood of Jesus over your hearts, over your families. And if you are watching, and you have no clue what I'm talking about, <laughs> and you're interested, you're intrigued, and you wanna know more about this amazing, powerful Savior that we have, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, I just encourage you to just pray a simple prayer and just say, Jesus, I wanna know who you are, and I, I wanna receive your salvation. I wanna receive the gift of salvation for me, and um, just ask him to show you and reveal who he is to you. And I, I challenge you to do that. And um, I encourage you to do that. And as you do that, just be um, ready for him to show his love and his power, his joy, his peace in, in your life. I encourage you to do that. So yay, thank you guys for joining me today in my first inaugural Instagram Live on the Presence Collective page. And you guys can go on our website, on, on the Presence Collective website. We have a lot of resources, uh, videos for you to watch, um, as well as an e-course, um, lots of good things. So sign up on our email list, thepresencecollective.org. Um, you can sign up on there to just get more information of um, when we do live worship events because um, I do different worship events throughout Dallas and other parts of the country. And um, so yeah, so stay in the loop. And thanks guys for joining. Um, Carthy, thank you for joining before you take off on your coaching appointment. And um, Teresa and Brayuda is joining us all the way from Romania. Thanks guys for joining me. And next time, um, I would love to bring you guys, one of you guys, on the broadcast. Um, and in fact, you know what, T? Aw, thanks. Thanks so much. I don't know. Maybe maybe next time we can, um, I can bring one of you guys on the broadcast as well. I think there's a way for you to click.
on it and request to be live and um, I can bring you on so you can share as well with the audience. So hope this was a blessing for you guys. I just wanted to um, just share some reflections that I've been pondering and just meditating on about Passover and um, I just couldn't keep it to myself so I just wanted to share it with you guys as well. So have a blessed, amazing, glorious rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.